and welcome to another edition of Left Back Apart from the Bench podcast. Left Back on the Bench podcast is a football podcast. Myself and my co-partner giving our unique opinions on what has happened in football. So introducing my co-partner, Mr. Charlie Cullen. I like his co-partner and not co-host. Co-part. What, 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 what do you want about it? <laughs> So it sounds so much cuter when you say cuter. <laughs> I also like to point out that none of my opinions are original. I just read yeah, re- re- <laughs> YouTube and Twitter comments. So, so, nah, joke. How you been? All right. Yeah. What's what's been? What uh, have you enjoyed the weekend so far? It's been all right. It's been quiet. When um, I was uh. What was it? I was off. I've been off from since Friday. Went for a nice run Friday. Had a few drinks Friday night, had a few drinks Saturday night. Stay, staying sober today on the Sunday because it's like I got some early starts next week and I don't need to be hanging and waking up at five o'clock Shoot, in the morning as well. Yes. It's not the one. It's not the one. It's not the one, but at least I finish early, so I can't be too bad. I will, I'll be able to if I can stay awake through the rest of the day, I will be able to enjoy my day. Uh, we did a bit. Of, I did a bit of power league last week. First time I played football in Yonks. Power league, oh mate, I'd love to play a bit of power league. Good you know, it's good life. I hope yeah. we do it again soon. So, well, I, as I, I haven't played football in a long time. I remember we had that kickabout down at the Jubilee River. That was that was yeah. interesting. That was really good. If where I nearly like shoulder barged one of our friends. Oh mate, did he? Was that the time he did the flip? I was, he did the flip. I was going to win the ball and I was adamant about winning the ball. But uh, yeah, hopefully. If things go smooth, get a few more of the boys involved and do a bit more of a power league search because it's good fun and like hopefully you know it's it was something different from like because I'm not going back to gym yet still and like I've been right I still love running running sick but like it's just something different to change sort of change yeah up like I I love a bit of running you know like I I enjoy I enjoy getting out there and actually. I don't know. It's just like when you're running, you're just smelling the fresh air instead of being like on a, in the gym on the on like the treadmill. I just find the treadmill a bit boring. It, it sounds a bit like it's going to be some fucking more like unpeople friendly as like than I already am. But like it's, I like how on yeah. your own it is. You can't just all like you know when I'm at the gym, you're surrounded by people. We got to wait for weights, wait for a machine, and you're like, oh, this is long. And I like the fact we're running, just me headphones in, put some good tunes on, and I'm just sort of like in my own little rhythm. There's no stopping and starting, waiting for stuff, and just like, yeah, I've been really... Yeah, because I, I always it. thought about getting my own gym at my house, really. Like, I just don't I just don't have the space. Like, I just love to have, like, your own set of weights here so you can actually do your... Like, actually, you, don't, you can do them whenever you want. Like, that was always a massive problem with me and going to the gym is you get home after a long day at work and you just think to yourself, you oh, I really can't be bothered. The, the worst time for me is when it was, like... It's January when you get all the people who are like, New Year, new me, I'm gonna go to the gym. And then, like, it's like January to February is like just too. Yeah, and, and then you laugh because then it's like, you can never get on anything. It's always busy. And then, like, but then it just goes quiet again for the summer, like for the spring when everyone's like, Oh, we're giving up. <laughs> can't, can't be bothered. <laughs> I tried it. It worked. Yeah, like, no, because I, <laughs> I, I, I just, what I see when, when I go to the gym is one of the most, I don't know, I find it awkward that. When I'm at the gym, and people are staring at you, and I don't know if they're staring at me, or like they're just critiquing my like, technique. As I've, like, I've I've had people come up and just look like when I first started going, and I didn't know what I was doing, and a guy did come over and was like, 
you do what you're doing is like you're gonna hurt yourself if you keep lifting the weight. I was like, okay, fair enough, that's cool. But I got really self conscious of like my form yeah. and everything. I'm like, oh, well, I, don't know I, what I'm doing. I don't mind that. When if they if they give you criticism, I've had, I've had a guy saying, listen, mate, uh, you, you you're doing it wrong. I show you, you just he, he like he used to was it like the seated standing row. When you're doing that, he, he he just put his hand on my back and said, "This keep your back like this," and that's a criticism I want. Really, it's just when you get some dickhead laughing at you, he's like, "Oh, hey, Matt, you're doing it wrong." Ha <laughs> ha! You like, uh, fuck uh, off. I don't find oh. I don't mind you get that as much because I think there's a lot of people now who are kind of just more. If you're like generally just trying to like improve yourself, um, the the criticism is more positive and just to sort of make sure like, yeah, don't do that because you don't want to hurt yourself or if someone like comes up and is like, yo man, do you need like, like if you like, if you ask a random dude like, you call spotting me or something. Normally like people are like, yeah, let's just quit like do a quick set for you. Yeah, that's that's, it. Like, that's that's what I like really. But uh, welcome to left back on the weightlifting bench. With <laughs> Charlie and Lucas, because uh, we've got we've got we've got now. to try and mix it up. We can't really like the o- open intro. You have to really like mix no, it up. No, I know. What you mean. But, I'm taking this, but, um, <laughs> but Anyways, like yesterday was Saturday, the tw- is it the 29th yesterday? 29th yeah, the 29th, 29th of August, and this is probably the latest uh, Community Shield we've ever had, am I right in saying? Probably. I think it is, yeah. It's, weird. it's weird because, again, it's just with, um, well, normally it'd be like we'd have this and we'd have like the Super Cup or whatever. Um, yeah. You know, where it's like we had like the, um, it's like the winner of the Champions League and the Premier League, nor- like, I think normally what it is is we normally have. Uh, I can't remember how it worked. Wasn't it Chelsea and it was Chelsea and Liverpool last year? But then also City and Liverpool yeah, that game as well. The Community Shield, but that was at the start of August. That normally was, that, was, that, was that was a that was Community Shield. What was with Chelsea? That was a UA for the Super Cup. Yeah, but that, but the yeah, thing is, right, yeah. that normally happens around this time of the year. Normally, and then that would I be think, what this year is. Severe versus, versus Bayern Munich. Bayern. Yeah, that's going to be a good game. Yeah. But we normally Premier League normally starts around like the 14th, 15th of August, round about there. This time it's actually starting a month later, which is incredible. But going back onto the Community Shield, um, Arsenal were victorious with their one-one draw, and which, they, which yeah, it was, but they won on penalties. Um, goals from Pierre Emerick Aubameyang with a great assist from by was it Bakayo Bakayo Saka, Saka. and um, Minamimo is it Taka Minamimo Takumi Minamimo I want and I think that was one of them sort of goals where it was right like place at the right time well yeah a bit of a, well, yeah. Yeah, a, of a clusterfuck in the box and he just having to be like last person to get get a touch on it and um, no shade on the lad it's his first goal congratulations Minamimo yeah, you know, which I think he's because he's one of them. When he we, he came into the club as like the only real big January. I think he was the only January signing for them. Was it? And it was weird because I think everyone got uh, everyone kind of saw him in the Champions League have a good. Yeah, yeah, that great performance yeah. against Liverpool for yeah. Salzburg. Uh, wasn't it? Yeah, rip, yeah, and he was. Everyone was like, "Oh, he's really good. He's caused a lot of trouble for this Liverpool team." Yeah. So I think there was all Mac interest to buy him. Since then. Not seen a lot of him because he hasn't. I mean, he started in like the lesser games, like the FA Cup games and stuff like that. Yeah. And he's also just sort of been like a bench sub. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just standard where it's like, it's, to to his credit, he's a Japanese lad who's come from the Austrian league. 
and it's not even like he's like a proper first season in the Prem. It's all just like, oh, you've come in as a mid-season signing, which is always awkward, especially if you're not, you've never played in like, that's, you know, top flight football. So I think that he's got his first goal, which is kind of cool. Like, just hopefully it's a, uh, because that's the only thing with this Liverpool team now, I feel there is sort of a wish to, st- I think there's the curiosity of like, the starting 11's mint that we've seen. Can they definite now yeah. and keep it going? Because I think this is the question of like, how much, how much, especially with like the talk of like people like Divock Origi, who's been like a decent sub for him. He's going, I think, or there's been interest for him to go. Dejan Lovren's left now. And despite what you criticize, we've criticized Lovren quite a few times. You know, he's a bit, bit older, a bit suspect at times. I still think, you know, that was their issue was like not a lot of depth in the centre-back options. Because, you know, fair do you have like Van Dijk and Gomez, Mint, yeah. Matt, a solid backup. Without, you know, you, there's, but there isn't like a ton. Uh, there's, no, there's nothing really else after that now. And to, to, to credit to Lover, and he was always there to put a shift in. Yeah, I've... So, yeah, see how it goes. It was a surprise. When they signed him, I thought, oh, they've got a steal. I think they paid like £7.5 million for Minamimo. And I found out he's 25 years old. And like, I'm thinking to myself, 25, really? And yeah, it, it was it's, it was crazy when I, I see the price for him. But congratulations for scoring the goal. I think the jump yeah. was bigger. Because again, it's like Japanese kid, lad, played in the Austrian league. So he's not really like... Yeah, he has a... It's, it's, it's not like a top, top league of Europe. And he's just jumped to a... To the big, to a big, you know, they were to a big Premier League team, yeah. so it's quite a, um, it's a massive step up, massive step up, definitely. Yeah, you've it was, we're coming in January as well. You you haven't had preseason, the league has been disrupted in with fate without. I think the January signing is always an interesting one because, and I think this is what it's going to be curious now with how the transfer window now has gone. January signings is almost always considered a risk to sign someone in January. Yeah. Because the issue is, as always, like you're coming into a mid take, like you're coming into a mid season. You don't really have as much time, say you would in the summer, to well, gel you don't with have, players. But one, you don't have the preseason, which it's it's a bit more like yeah, a job. You have to learn. Learning. Yeah, you yeah yeah precisely. And with how the transfer window's going now, it's like a curiosity thing of like all these lads who are going to be coming in in like because they both the, the prem starts yeah. in September. That window's open it's, it's October. Nuts. So there's going to be lads coming in and out of the, into teams like when they've already played like three or four matches and everything. They're going to have but to just work out. That, that's like, how that's how I personally have always known the the transfer markets to be. I think for about two three years it ended on the first. So when basically it used to end on the, I think it was the last day of August. So normally, as I say, you normally have two weeks of Premier League action and you can know what what you need in that, and then you've still got these panic buys. But now. But for I think for two years, it, the transfer markets for English clubs stopped on the first game of the season. You're thinking to yourself, you're like, that's wrong, that, that that's awful because Man United's been hit by it. I remember la- I remember two seasons ago, we tried to buy Harry Maguire after the good World Cup, and we couldn't do it because we were playing on the first game of the season. We played Leicester, so we our transfer window was shut. I think all the Premier League was shut. There's always going to be issues when you sort of work in between like inter club, like in your own league at least. Yeah. In the club transfers are always fucking awkward. 
yeah, like, well, because I think, you know, it's easy just to sort of, like, think it doesn't really affect your league and, like, how your team works. If you're buying a lad from, say, like, you're a Premier League club, you buy a lad from La Liga or Ligue 1, whatever. It's whatever, like, you know, it's not really affecting. But then, so it's like, I think other, you know, other clubs, yeah, they do business. There are clubs that I think have a sort of a, a reputation as, like, selling clubs. Yeah. And but it's almost like, you know, if you... You get a point, and I've said this before, where you could like sell so many of your good players, and you can say like, "Oh, it's fine. We'll scout new players. We'll bring up new players from the academy." But then it's also like sometimes you can just hit a, a dry spell of like, like that Southampton team that was really famous for like, the Liverpool was like, the joke is Liverpool was like a house built on that Southampton. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was like a good era of like that Poch era of Southampton. They've all gone done other stuff pretty much like most of them went to Liverpool Aldevar no, no we technically Aldevar was still at uh, Atletico Madrid at the yeah. time and but then yeah and then you had like Tadic ends up in Ajax yeah Ajax. so you know what I mean that team just spreads and that's a lot of players that have gone over a period of time to different I think I think, ooh, ooh, I think Bertrand's still there he was one he Bertrand's was, still there yeah. but you know what I mean that's like you, yeah. you, you're you not left with a lot and then you've got to bring in like the new younger lads they had to bring you know like Ward um, Prowse um, so, well Ward Prowse it's funny enough to say I think Ward Prowse has gone to most of the South Coast teams I think he's gone to Bournemouth Portsmouth and Southampton he, he Ward Prowse is a weird one right he's originally a Portsmouth lad yeah. so it's like he's born and bred Portsmouth but went to the Southampton Academy yeah. so I'm always curious how because I've seen Southampton fans take the piss like Oh uh, yeah, we took the webinar at his toes, and now he can play football properly and all like you know proper like the <laughs> playing up on the rivalry. Yeah. Not throwing any shade on anyone here. I'm just saying that's how it's viewed. So I've always wondered how Portsmouth fans and Portsmouth people view Ward Prowse. Like, I don't know. That's like, pretty big. As a, as, a, as I say, if if you're a fan of the player, you should be happy for him. He's a Portsmouth lab. He's ripping the city. Well, he's playing for Southampton. Not really ripping, but it, it, it's it's a homegrown player. But going back onto the the Community Shield. So, I I was working at the time, so that's why I'm really hosting this episode. But try, what 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 was the game like for like for for a person like me who caught the last ten minutes of it and the penalty shootout? What was the game like? Who was dominating? Who who did you think was the best player? Because I've I've read the papers and I've read them the internet saying Maitland Niles was Sur- really good, surprisingly competitive. And I think this is the thing, right? We went into that game, and I think if you looked at the team that was put out by the two teams that were put out, thought it was going to be like a Liverpool-controlled match. Yeah. And they came, and, you know, it was fairly standard. Liverpool jumped out early, had their chances. Van Dijk was offside for the header, which, you know, he was a bit more... To be fair, it was one of them where they kept checking it, and I'm looking at it like he's miles offside. <laughs> like, there's no room. But Arsenal in the first leg, first half, they kept really good in it. And I thought their, um, to be honest, their creativity on the ball was really good. Like, they're sort of passing, they're playing. They were, like, even when they were under pressure, there was, like, a lot of good work coming from the midfield and the wingers and stuff. I think Saka is a player that... It was weird, right, with Saka, because he... We're talking about his assist, right, and how good that cross was. In general, his vision the entire match, in the early, in the first half especially, he just made so, so many good chances. Yeah. And it's almost like he just has that vision, to pick people out, like he's picking out Abamyang, he's picking out Nkita, he's Nketiah, he's he's just um. Got, he's got that. He's got that vision that some. That's that's the thing with players. 
like Saka and Trent Alexander-Arnold, who actually didn't play that match. Vision you can't teach. Vision and awareness are some things you can't uh, you can teach hypothetically. I think that was good as well. But also, what I found really underrated was how calm. He yeah, was how, how he's what is he not? He's, he's taking something like that, and he's taking his time. He's not rushing. It's not like he's just sort of picking out a pass to like. Because to compare it, even I'm not throwing shade on him. Robertson was throwing in like a lot of crosses, and no one. I was, was going to really say like, yeah. No yeah. one's really find like finding the ball, or he's not. He's sort of throwing crosses in, and like no one's really on the end of them. Yeah. And what I found different with Saka was he he'd get possession. He's he's not just throwing a cross in and hoping Aubameyang's on the end of it. He was taking his time, and you could see in his delivery of like how like the, the Aubameyang like the how the ball curled and everything was ridiculous. Like yeah. in general, I felt if I had to break it down, it was like sort of a game of two parts where Arsenal I thought had probably the better play in the first half to be honest I thought they defended really well I thought when they had possession and were like pressing forward they all did there was like a lot of good work like collectively pressing forward like you know David Luiz who sometimes David Luiz when he gets a bit too comfy on the ball it's almost like you're too comfortable yeah. but I thought he managed it really well and I think it was beneficial having Rob Holding next to him because Holding put a shift. Yeah, in. He that's really good. Holding that's that's what so I, I I looked at the teams because I I had a bit of time just to look at the teams because I was travelling back from London. So I look at the teams and thinking, wait, wait uh, are all Arsenal fans are raving about Saliba playing, but he isn't even the start. Well. The weird thing about this Arsenal team was... So, the Liverpool team, I'll say first. Pretty much the same Liverpool team as they ended the season. Minus Milner in the midfield and... Hendo. Nico Williams right. on the... Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Still pretty much the Liverpool... Yeah. Good Liverpool team there. Nico's young. Got a lot of yeah. promise to him. Milner, we always... Yeah, Milner's He's a great yeah. shift player. Like, you can put him into anywhere on that field and he'll probably do a shift. With the Arsenal team, Martinez and go over Leno, which I think people thought with Leno being fit again, that was a curiosity. Yeah, but credit to Martinez, he's been playing very well since he's sort of had to come into that first team. Um, holding in defence, because I think they, they've chopped and changed that defence a lot, trying to make it work, but I think Holding did a really good job next to David Luiz. Tierney and Bellerin, I think, are both really good players. I thought Bellerin generals the right hand side really well yeah. covers for like Saka going forward very well Tierney's been immense kept you know I think he's he's, he's been he's been a great asset did he, he he kept Salah quiet for most of the game didn't he him yeah, yeah so was it much. Salah like, I think he was really on the right he was in the Liverpool right is he yeah Salah yeah yeah Salah he kept him quiet Salah. and I didn't think I think Bellerin did a decent job like not really having let Mane get too comfy holding but, was very on but the that's job. The, that's the thing you watch Arteta, if you think about it, Arteta has actually beaten Liverpool twice. He's never lost to Liverpool. He's beaten Man City. What's weird is this was two. This was two. Um, like I said, the Arsenal team you looked at, they're missing a lot of key players. There was no Lacazette, no Pepe because of their like holidays. They've not come back into it. Ozil and Guendouzi are in this weird. We don't know what's happening with their contracts and stuff. Yeah, doghouse. If you want to put it like that. Um, Danny Caballos, I think, is pretty much going to stick at Real Madrid. I think he's apparently, I've heard, don't at me on it, he allegedly might be looking at a move back to Real Betis. 
apparently. That it, do, it, it does, because like, like for a guy who has so much upside to really be like an effective yeah, player like, and stuff, and I think, but mate, it might be a situation where he knows he's not going to get in that Real Madrid team, which I think would be a shame because they could use a midfielder like him. The he might be one of them. Just don't want to live in London. Don't want to live in know, England. Like, like I, first base. He, it's weird. He looked, it's weird, he looked you know happy I mean? at Arsenal. Like they were playing really good football. He looked, he looked like a change. He looked like a changed man when Arteta came in, yeah. and when he started being allowed to be. It, the he, main. he was allowed to be cura the curator. They yeah. needed a playmaker, and he was a but good playmaker. But that team in general was very chop and change. Of Inketia is the striker. He put a good shift in. Not the most talented striker compared to Lacazette, I don't think. But what I will give in credit to Enketia is he's got an engine on him. Like he's he's doing what I like from strikers, which I think Aguero does a lot. You just pressure the defenders, even if you're not gonna like full on but put a challenge. That's, in, you're just pressuring that's, them. What, that's what baffled me about Enketia not staying on at Leeds the last season. Like y you have someone who plays in the same mould as what Marcelo Bielsa wants, and but he's not a definite. It's, I don't think it was ever definitely. No, no, but but him. like, but exactly. But they 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 said uh, they Arsenal brought him back, and I was thinking like, when I when I first heard about it, and I was like, that's well weird. And then next thing you know, he come back and he started getting into the Arsenal team. I think the first game back, he was actually playing. He he benefited from I think Lacazette dropping off a little bit in form. Lacazette wasn't really playing to his potential, and I think. It was a good chance to maybe like give him a rest, let Eddie and Ketia get run out. And I think that was you know Arteta was really putting a lot of faith in his youth, like Saka, Martinelli to a, to an extent, um, Willock, Reese Nelson. Like he was sort of giving these lads like a chance to do, especially with some of the senior players who weren't particularly happy at the time, maybe or like not on form. But what I will say with like. Even like some of the people, like you know, like some of the people that came into that team for this Arsenal lineup, El Nenny, who yeah, I didn't know. first match back for Arsenal, he put an amazing shift in, great work, sort of backing up the defence, like being a bit more defensive minded in the midfield. Xhaka, who I think since um Arteta's come in, is a fucking new player. He looks amazing. Like I, you know, I think I, yeah, I think he was one of them fairly uncriticised by parts of the Arsenal fans and. And like even some of the pundits were like moaning about him and stuff, and I'm like, you know, just give him a rest. Just give him a rest. And, and he's come in, and he's come in. I think he's done such a good job in that midfield. And like we said previously, Maitland Niles, who Maitland Niles just like had the fucking on game his birthday, and it's well. really like I think it's cha yeah, he scored a um, you know, won a game, won the Community Shield on his birthday, got man of the match on his birthday. Great performance. And I think if there was consideration about maybe we should let Wolves buy him. I don't know if he can now because he just sort of seals... I, I, yeah, I think he he's can. like, he's similar to Saka where Saka's one of these players who you can Versatile. slot into different roles yeah. and he'll do a good job. I think that's the same for Maitland-Niles because you think he's played left back, right back, across the midfield. Well, I think he's I think the only reason he really wants to go to Wolves is that... Definite that start. Not, not even that. I think he wants to play in the midfield which... At Wolves, he's got he's guaranteed because Jao Martino. This is rumours I've been hearing, but Jao Martino, he's getting on in age. He's thirty five, and I don't think he's got the legs left. So, I think he wants to play in that role. But I think my only issue with it is though, right? 
Arsenal with the state of Ozil, Guendouzi, Caballos all potentially being I on the way out, they've... can you no, afford no, to no, lose the thing, Niles now? If they get a bit, nice bit of whack for him, they could about think about getting a, a sort of replacement in the midfield. Because uh, uh, the thing is, yeah, at the moment, it's all well and good having El Nini and Jacka, who are really uh, solid CDMs, but you don't have that creator like Sabah, so someone who can actually pick a pass out. Someone that's that that's I think that's the only thing missing about Arsenal. You, I want to see how um, Gabriel and Salibi do. I know uh, one of our friends. He's he loves both of them. He thinks they're a good defense. Listen, they're a good defense, but this is they didn't even the play yesterday. So they won. They won, won more trophy. Well, I think Saliba's won a trophy in his football. Yeah, exactly. A match more than more than fucking Tottenham have, but it's. There's still, still work to do. and They are going in the right direction and hopefully they can actually play well against Fulham, which is going to be interesting. Yeah. But anyways, just turn our attentions to Liverpool and it's not a good start for Liverpool. Just let's just, just to say, let's, the word's out. Liverpool, it's not a very good start for them. They looked a bit placid, to be honest with you. And I mean that in the sense that I think they let Arsenal get a bit too, too, forward, too forward thinking. For, especially for that Arsenal side, which is, I think, very defensively minded right now. Second leg, they definitely put... Second half, they definitely... Fucking second leg. Second half, they definitely put um, more pressure on... And I think that just because Klopp made changes quicker and it gave him a little bit more renewed energy and stuff like that, I think Arteta was waiting to make his changes, sort of playing it out. But you could tell it was it was almost like a situation where, like, people were starting to look leggy. Like, Saka started looking really leggy. Like, he couldn't really, like, get a shift, like, moving forward. Like, everyone was sort of looking a bit That's like... That's why oh, they brought on Nelson. Harder. Willock. Who, Willock. Bit yeah, bit of bit pace. pace. Credit, credit, credit. Yeah. Willock did good, to be fair, coming off the bench. He yeah, had a good he can't little I, I see him come on. He had a little, nice little cameo. He had a bad, um, you know, probably could have done better with the header. Yeah, but, chance, you, but you, you need that position sometimes. Yeah. Well, he's not, happens, he, yeah. when 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 did Joe Willock think I'm gonna hit a head on this? Well, this is what I mean. Like, I'm talks about like a game in two halves, like Arsenal Liverpool. Like Arsenal dominated, the, did better in the first, Liverpool did better in the second. Reality was in the f- end of the second half when Willock and Nelson came on, they changed, they sort of chopped and changed it. I think not Maitland Niles came back a little bit to keep people quiet. It was one of them where you thought it was more like a um. Arsenal had a good fucking sp- like sprint in the sort of like last ten minutes where you thought, oh mate, they got like good. It's good. It was. It could have been like anyone's game really. Yeah. So to, to credit to them, I think Arsenal just had a better overall sort of in game performance for me personally. Yeah. And when you get to the penalties, I feel for the lad. Brewster was fucking unlucky to crossbar it. Because yeah. he only and it's one of them where you kind of you think. Bringing him on just to get him to do penalties, fair fair do, but it was almost like the kids sort of just got to come on and take a penalty, yeah. and it's like you know first match back for Liverpool from his loan on Swansea. Yeah. I'm hoping it doesn't break him as a confidence thing. It shouldn't break a pl- it shouldn't break a player. I think when 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 something like that happens, you think oh. You just think, glad it's happened at the start of the season. As I said, the, the Community Shield, that's why I think the Community Shield is very good because it's a good assessment to see where you're at as a club. Like, give 
I'll, I'll give Arsenal credit. They didn't have that. They fi- they finished the season later than Liverpool have. Liverpool finished pretty much finished the season when they won the title, really. But they have played well. They they haven't played as well as I thought. They start. I think since the lockdown. I think since the winter break before the lockdown, Liverpool haven't been the same team. I think it's just a situation. <laughs> but you, of but, like, my, but my my big you you got to hope that it will be a situation where it was literally. We talked about last season where they were the best team by fucking miles. Yeah. They didn't really get challenged, and I think in other competitions like the, like the um, where FA Cup it was a situation of like we're gonna chop and change the team, put some younger players or because like Klopp was so focused on winning the Prem, he's like I can't really afford to lose out and have people get burnt out, which is why I think Villa had a better chance of winning that. No, wait, was it Villa that knocked them out of the FA Cup? Chelsea, Chelsea. Well, actually, not tell a lot. Well, they knocked, they knocked the, the kids out. Villa knocked the kids out the the kids out the uh, Carabao Cup, weren't it? And then it was Chelsea. To be fair, that was a pretty solid Liverpool team. I think just got outplayed by a good Chelsea team at the time. Yeah, just my my biggest issue with this Liverpool team, and I just I just think they need to make a few signings, really. There's definitely upside like, coming through. I think there's some young yeah, good but players the, but, coming but, but through. I, this is the biggest question, right? When you've won the league, I find you have to make changes to your team. Because the thing is, you need to make it fresher. Because it's it's all well and good and said, I'll bring the young kids in who they'll get, get their game time here and there. But that's not competition. These these pla- these players in this Liverpool side need to be competitive at all times. I want to say with Klopp, Klopp's been very. I think I think I think I'm using the right word. Pragmatic in how he's built that team. He took his time with his signings. He knew who he needed to keep, who he wanted to, who he needed to bring in to strengthen that team. He he filled a lot of positional weaknesses, starting with the goalkeeper, well, starting with the defense, starting with the goalkeeper. He built a solid little squad up. This, and now it's probably one of the best starting 11s in Europe, if not the best in, in England and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'd say so. For me, you, you have your core there, yeah. and that's a good fucking core. But then you have to think about... I think it's the situation of like you can't get... Exactly. Exactly. That's why That's yeah. why I personally feel that they need to make some signs, because... Well, it's, I'm also curious to see if it's more of a now becomes a thing of like, how far can you take that team? Because I think you know we hit like and eventually, 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 great teams do burn out. The treble winning side, but of that United, that freshened up. That was like, the, but that was also like the height of that. Yeah, but they freshened team. up. They freshened up, but there was also good years where it was like, and I think Gary Neville said it. We never backed it up in Europe. We won. We yeah. won leagues. Yeah, like the Premier but a couple more times. And then some of the signings they made. A little bit, L- a little Lauren bit Blanc. not. Lauren Blanc. Lauren Blanc, who that was like a Fergie. Like I finally got the defender I've always wanted. That changed the dynamic of the striking. The strike. I think Van Nistelrooy. We went, we went from. Come? I think he come around. Two thousand. Was he like ni- end nah. of the ninety? No, he would have been. No, he would have been two thousand and one. Yeah or two. I think. One of them seasons. But you know what I mean. That changed the dynamic because we so went. Yeah. That that changed the dynamic because we went from being a team that was very focused on to a f- sole striker really, and then it didn't change again until um, we brought in Rooney and Saha, and then we start rebuilding again to the next big 
era of United. But then even then, there was stuff like with the Bartes in goal was a, at times suspect. There was always, and then you know people like. But that, but that, but that, but that's the thing, that's the thing right? I've all you. I feel that if you want to defend the league, you need to freshen up the squad because, for example, if the rumours are true, they are getting Thiago Alcantara. That that to me, I've i I'd back I'd back Liverpool to win the league. Even even if I think even if. Messi, if Messi comes, it'll be a bit, a bit more competitive. But I think if Thiago comes and Messi don't come, I think Liverpool, I think they could run away with the league. I really. think for me, it becomes a situation of, again, does this, does do we? How far do you take it? Because I think another Premier League would be good. I think that smashes the record for Liverpool. Then as like most Premier Leagues again or whatever. And I think as well, but then it's also like, you know, are you looking at taking this team to make them like a Champions League winning team? You know, can you do like double, domestic doubles or something? Like, can you do the, can you do the double? Double, I think, is always like the... the yeah, but that, that's the thing. That's the thing, like, this this Liverpool team at the moment, they're just Premier League champions. They won the Champions League the year before. They're not they're not a treble winning side. They haven't won a double. They haven't won the Champions League and the Premier League, so... As well as they're good, they it's just they they're just they're in the same boat as a Leicester and Blackburn at the moment. That's that's if you look if you look at the stat if you look at Premier Leagues, they're as good as Blackburn. They haven't done anything special. We haven't won a double. They haven't done that just well, yet. That. But well, they've got they've got they've this, got they've yeah. got they they have the players. And if they do get Thiago Alcantara, Blackburn's a different era altogether. So I don't really want to talk about with the Leicester one. Well, but the list, the differences, I still think, with that, the, the comparing the two teams, that Leicester team was very much like a what they achieved for what was in that. Le- like the argument would be now is like the current Leicester team, miles more fucking quality than that title-winning Leicester as team. An overall, as, as, an, an overall, as an overall side. side, and the issue for me with the, and I think the difference is that Liverpool team, you got like a good yeah, couple of like yeah, definite international. Yeah, but if, in if okay, for example, if you take on this Leicester situation. Who's better than Mahrez in that Leicester team at the moment? Uh, yeah, yeah, but oh, overall players. players. Yeah, but yeah, but that, but that's that's the thing. Who's 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 better overall? Out, out, out of that, if you ta- if you compare Mahrez to that at the time compared to that Leicester squad now, who's better than Mahrez? No one really. I'd say Jamie Vardy, yeah, and probably now. And then you look at. Even Nogolo Kante, no one's as good as Nogolo Kante. Come on, that no, that's the thing. That, we've talked, we've had this discussion before. Where we think Ndidi has a lot of upside to be. He's been he's been such a critical part of that team, and I feel like with, I think just with the Leicester team, it just feels like, you know, I think Madison is way better than like anyone who was in that midfield oh, back yeah. in that day. Yeah, as far as a creator, far. Chilwell is he's gone. Oh, <laughs> okay, yeah, fair, fair do, but at the time, Chilwell yeah, was Chil- 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 has been probably the you know best English left back we've seen oh, in years. Yeah. So it's just a situation, I think. Of, and I think it's a situation with like the current Liverpool team. They've got enough, qual- like I said, great starting quality eleven. The danger is you can't. You have to be prepared. What happens if one of them decides to move on, or if someone gets injured again? I think we've seen a couple of times, not a lot shakier aspects have happened when they haven't had say Allison in goal when they put Ad- Adrian in 
when we've lost Gomez or Van Dijk and you've had to slot, slot um, Lovren into defence, there was issues. There's always going to be... The midfield's okay, because I think that midfield's a very chop-and-change yeah. system working yeah. midfield anyway. Yeah. But even then, like I think the potential to lose Genie Wijnaldum is a big well, fucking loss for yeah, them. Yeah, I, I think it'll be a massive loss if they lose. If they lose. He's the closest thing in that team to a really creative midfielder, I feel. I think I think if Thiago Akintaro comes into that squad, poof, that Liverpool team, I think if Liverpool Liverpool will be lucky to have a player of his calibre because the thing is the thing is at the moment all them all them players yeah they I think Gigi Wijnaldum and Milner the only two and Ate Henderson they've got different roles they play a lot of different roles they can play and they're comfortable in them but with someone like Thiago Akintaro he can probably play pretty much every midfield role that you want and he can do them a, 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 an, an exceptional yeah, well, ball. The potential of a midfielder, I'd say you probably keep Hendo in because he's, he's just a leader. leader. One, yeah. And he's yeah. a workhorse. Uh, Fabinho is always, I think, the best idea for a CDM yeah. in that team. And then I think you have Thiago coming in to be... Or he can, play, he can, dro- he can drop off playing as a CDM. Well, I think even if you had him like get a little bit creative at times as well, and then you, I mean, you have people like Oxlade-Chamberlain rotates into that team nicely, I think, in several different roles. Um, they'll probably need like a Milner yeah. even. Yeah. I think has another. I think Milner has like another good year or two in him. I think to sort of at least as a. I don't want to say it like because it might sound derogatory when I say it, it's like a cup a cup player. You want someone like him to be able a leader, to play. A leader for these cup games. Yeah. yeah, you need someone in like to to like because again like it's all well and good having a lad like Thiago in, but then I think the idea if you want to rest Thiago, you want to rest Henderson so he doesn't get injured again. You can slot in like Oxley Chamberlain. You can slot in Milner. You can rotate. This is what I was saying with the defense. Is is there enough rotation in that defense now to keep? Yeah, it solid? that that's going to be yeah, the that, biggest question. I think Matt Ip, again, great back. Poor man Van Dyke. Poor man Van Dyke. He does, yeah, but, but he does everything. He does everything that Van Dyke can do, but uh, not as a, an exceptional level as Van Dyke can. Yeah. But I think you know, it's he's he's someone to come in, and it doesn't fuck the dynamic nah, up yeah, too much. Yeah, I think yeah, when, right, yeah, I think when Lovren came in, it's a bit of a dynamic yeah. changer <laughs> to how that. You're works. like fuck. We better we better fucking double cover whoever Lovren's. And I think you know the upside as well. They do have good a good couple of young players to develop into that team. But build yeah, them, like, built Curtis, Jones, Curtis Jones, Nico Williams, Harvey Elliott. I don't even know what's Harvey Elliott's still very young, but. Possibly, yeah. Rian Brewster now. Yeah, oh, now. yeah, they've still got him. Fuck. Um, and it, depending on what happens to him, because he'd be another good one for that midfielder, um, Harry yeah. Wilson. If he, if, if they decide to keep him again and use him, because I feel he's someone that really at this point needs to. They got to decide what we're gonna do with him. If he ain't gonna be in that, um, if he's not gonna be in that midfield, yeah. and not gonna be in that, Klopp doesn't have plans for him. He really wants to be looking at like, fuck it, I'm gonna go, go to a team I'll be a definite starter. Because otherwise, I just feel like you're just not really. No, that, you're wasting away. Yeah, the bench that, that's player. the thing. Or, or, or not, maybe not even a bench player, maybe just stuck but in. But my, my, as I said, my only biggest issue with Liverpool is what if something happens to one of their good players? For example, if something happened, like a, what happened to City when Laporte got injured, that fucked the whole dynamic of the City team up, didn't it? What no? But what? But what? What if you say Virgil Van Dyke, or like a, a Trent Alexander-Arnold, Robertson? Because we know for a fact that 
that Liverpool team weren't the same without Trent Alexander-Arnold. That's why Robertson kept on getting the ball, bombing, bombing down that wing, crossing it, crossing it, crossing it, because they don't have they don't have another option. That's why that's how Arsenal nullified that threat is because they didn't have another fullback. Comp- There's definitely got to be people brought in. That's like any team. Because eventually, you know, it's like what I said with Milner, who's a great rotational player. They ain't going to have Milner forever. Probably not going to have him for, they ain't going to have him for another five years, definitely. There's going to be players, and I think even like some players are going to probably want to just like, they're going to hit a peak and it's going to be a point where you're like, probably need to ship off and do something else, you know. And I think then there's also the question of like, well, like this idea of Wijnaldum, where I think Coleman seems so into him and is really interested in him. You might have Wijnaldum, who's been like part of this rotational midfield and everything like that, might be saying, "Get me a focal point in this midfield now." And I'd rather like you know be a focal like he like you know you get to do. It just sometimes it is like a thing where footballers can be a bit egotistical at times, and thinking about what they want to do and like how they want to be seen and reflective of like like what they are as players. Well, now they might be just thinking to himself, it's, like, yeah, yeah fuck it, it, I'm, I'm definitely getting into that fucking not, midfield. Like, it's, not that, right it's not that, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's a challenge. And like, uh, w- as Man United fans, when we were like like Liverpool are now, they're top of the league, they're, they're current champions, they're on an all-time high, they're considered one of the best teams in the world, whatever. Players still want to leave Liverpool. Like not 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 ju- yeah, not just oh, I want to leave because I hate oh, it. I they want a new challenge. The two for me that like I always think of was because they were part of that class, but they were like probably the two more extra parts of that class in '92. Uh, Nicky Button, Phil Neville. They were great additional bench players, yeah. but at the same time you had like Phil wasn't starting all the time, and I think that's it. He, he went to Fergie like. I want to start. I'm probably going to take this off to go to Everton. Went to Everton, and then Nicky Butt I think was similar, where he's like, "No, I'm not getting game time. I might as well go to Newcastle." There was, there were, they, they would like, even if it's not the same, they were like, it becomes more of an issue. I think where it's like, you eventually just don't play. You, you know, you want to play more games and actually get a chance to like, yeah, play, be yeah. be part of yeah. the sides. Yeah. And I think you know. I mean, yeah, if, uh, it's it's life, and everyone everyone's got different opportunities. But before we, I always, I, I always respect players who do that more. To be honest, yeah. just you could be sat, even if you're not playing, you, you you definitely know you'll get a couple of game enough game time to win a trophy or get a medal or whatever. Yeah. And I like the idea. Like sometimes our like, players do decide like I'll just play. Yeah. I'd rather just play like proper fucking like you know get get my game time. Don't worry, don't get me wrong. Sometimes. You get offered a lot of money to go to certain places and everything like that, but I do like it when it is just the idea of like, I want to just fucking play football, mate. Like, I'm not getting fucking games like if I'm on the bench all the time. It's like I might as well go, go yeah. get I, I'm, you know. And Phil Phil did Phil got into that Everton team was a definite starter. Yeah, you know, and he he's got a nice little I think legacy, not 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 only in United in that treble side, but also as a in as a. Yeah, he's got, and, you know, he, and he, I think he, as a man, as a good man who said, I came into a, I, I, I came into Everton team, not really sure how I was, you know, there was a lot of fans because I'm, I'm a, I'm a mank in a very scouse club. They were a little bit like, oh, what were you doing here? And then 
but he worked his way to you know I think being really well respected as Everton like a player. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, definitely. But before we wrap up this episode, what do you think is going to happen with the goalkeeper situation at Arsenal? Because I remember post match watching that game, and I can't remember who was on. Was it Martin Keogh? Martin Keogh Crouch was saying it's going to be a very uneasy decision that Arteta is going to have to face because you've got what we need to everyone's really high yeah. on Martinez right now people I think are disregarding how critical like crucial to that Arsenal side Leno was he saved him a lot of fucking embarrassment by how consistent he was as far as his goalkeeping I think the best way to do it because Leno hasn't played yet and it's a bit risky here and there to like just I'm not, I'm not saying you just chop and change fucking keepers all the time but you've got to like because I think Leno really Leno's probably like a smidge better yeah personally what it will have to be I think is sort of work out is Leno still going to be able to play at the same level he was playing before his injury That's and then you got and then I think because I, th- I think at this point, Martinez has proven to to credit to him. You hear about how long he's sat on that bench, not getting games. And then he comes on. And to be that fucking solid, that good. Like, I think he had like a blinder against City and stuff like that when he was like, when they played him in the cup. But you got to, I think eventually there's, when you're that good, both of them, one of them's going to need to go. I don't think, you know, um... And I think I spoke to our friend Kamal, who's an Arsenal fan, because I said, like, well, do you have a third choice who can slot into the role as backup, like first choice backup, if one of these two leaves? And he was like, yeah, there is people there. Yeah, but that's back, as I say. But the thing is, you're very unlikely to ever use your third keeper. No, but you know what I mean? But like, I think the idea of having like, no, I'm not saying like have a, like, like, like for us, like Lee Grant, who's just there because we just need a third keeper, like not going to get, you know, games. This well, is like, we've got the same situation as Arsenal, really. Yeah. Well, I was going to bring it up, De Gea and, well, even, no, we're not even bringing up Henderson, even like Romero. Romero is like in a situation where he's been the solid backup for fucking years now. And he's been great. He's been, he's probably been like one of the best cup keepers you'll fucking see like around. He's probably also thinking, I'm good enough to be getting starting at a team. Yeah. And it's one of them where I think now that they've brought Henderson back for all this money, Romero's probably thinking, I'm getting fucking games in this at this fucking rate. So he's got to probably be thinking... And I think that'll be like... I don't know. It'll come down, I think, to preference and form who they decide to go with long-term. Yeah. At Leno and one, what either Leno or Martinez will go. One of them's going to go because they're going to want to say... Um, are they going to just I want to be starting they want to be starting keepers and I think both of them have proven they're good enough to be a starting keeper and I don't know if it's like I don't really know how comfy one of them is going to be sitting on the bench personally and it's, it's tough really because like I was looking at it they're both of a similar age as well because you know if Leno was like 30 odd you might say we'll go for the guy who's 28 because we've got more years on him but I think it's like they're, they're 28 and 27 respectively <laughs> So it's almost well, like, well, shit, there's, there's not a lot do in know, Do you know what I, um, I would say? That I'd say there's no harm keeping, keeping both of them f- till, the end of next, till the end of the season. 
or maybe to January. Because at the moment, I'd say keep Martinez in goal because he's got the hot hand. And you, you, you I'd, I've, I, I'm always under this assumption that if you're, t- if you've got the hot hand, if you, the hot hand's playing well, you play him. You don't, you don't change it because well, Bernard Leno's the number one keeper. No. We've talked about this before, where I think if some, sometimes I know you say one lad's way more quality than the other. But I, I'm also on that assumption. Well, if they're like, playing well, you keep. You're not gonna. Yeah, if you're if, if you're on a fucking yeah. streak and you're getting good format of someone, that's well that's well what that's what I it. said. Like, that's what I said on the other podcast with the, the 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 Leon side that you said. Well, why didn't you start Dembele? Is like, well, the whole team played. The whole team beat City, anyways. Regardless of who was playing, the, the first team did a shift against Man City, who were at the time the favourites. So you just keep keep the hot hand at the moment, and that that's what they should do. Arsenal keep. I talked about I think in regards to um how the more Kane situation where it was like making more a bit more the focal. Yeah, but that that's where that's where Tottenham fucked up. I know they know they had Lorente who's nowhere near the level of Kane, but I think it changed the dynamic because then you you once again Lorente is not your atypical striker like Kane, and it was like a similar situation of like Son and Mora got a good chance to sort of be the focal strike like striking options. More in particular, I thought on the right was immense. When Kane came back into that team, dynamic changes again. You're focusing on Kane, who, for as good as Kane was, he's always been a slow starter when he comes back from injuries or yeah. breaks and he, stuff he, like that. He, he needs, yeah, he needs. You are I, right. I he like does. Kane. I I like Kane, but I do feel Kane's one of them players. Like he don't just turn up out of nowhere. He needs to. He needs a bit of yeah, which I think some some people do, you do need. Rooney was like that. Every, you'd see the state of Rooney coming back from certain pre-seasons where it's like, you've definitely been on the fucking lash non-stop for like yeah. this entire summer holiday. <laughs> yeah. And you're looking at him, it looks like fat, fat scouse lad trying to like, I'm a pro fucking footballer. Yeah. And it would take him a while to get back into his like normal rhythm of match fitness and working and stuff like that. But you know, by the time we're getting into the big swing of the season, mm-hmm. he's back on being world-class. Sometimes you just need, sometimes players are like, Especially back in that era where everyone was still like partying hard and stuff like that, you know it's gonna be like, you know, give give him time. The alcohol still running out of system. Yeah. I said about that Liverpool team when they won the league. I was like, fucking Robbo still looks like he's been on the lash for a lot like last couple of weeks. Yeah. But it was like you know they were end of the season. They had they wanted to celebrate. It was a big big moment. Yeah, and I think now and this is like we're talking about how that Liverpool team looked against Arsenal. Don't don't fucking worry about it. I'm sure when, especially when Trent and Hendo get back into that side, there's going to be, gonna be, gonna be like a, they're going to get the rhythm it's going be again. A different We're in a weird season right now where match fitness and it's, shit's it's, got a bit yeah, all over the place. So yeah, it's like waking up with a hangover. Give it, you know, and I think you know with like people having shorter holidays, not a lot of training. Like I think that Arsenal yeah, team yeah, like, a week of training. I think David Luiz had one yeah. training session. Well, <laughs> Which is more cru- like you know for as good a game he had like yeah a pretty good game, I was I was then really impressed when I was like how the fuck is he had one training session? And I think even like there were some players who didn't play in the friendly against I think Bellerin didn't play in the friendly against MK Dons they played Cedric, and everyone was like, mm, don't know how Bellerin's gonna do. Bellerin put a good shift in, Ced- oh. and then I think um Cedric. Looked a bit suspect at times, so it was almost like shit. Maybe Bellerin was the smarter option. So he probably was. some people's bodies work differently.
on that note, I think it is time to end this edition of Left Back on the Bench, the Community Shield podcast. Community Shield, where we talked about a lot, a lot more, more about the community. This, yeah, I didn't even watch it. Oh yeah, I, could, I couldn't watch it. I was working, but I mean, I'd, like I said, it was a good game. Uh, congrats to Arsenal. I mean, two trophies yeah. for Arteta now. Do you, do you know a fact? He's actually beaten Solskjaer, Pep Guardiola, uh, Frank Gampar, Klopp twice, all in the space of a year. He's, he's, he's getting the best out of which. Hats off to Arteta. Man, I'm just saying, if they, if Arsenal at this right now back him and say, well, we know this is the danger, isn't it? Will Arsenal just say like, ah, oh, he's proven he can do it with shit, so we don't need to give him a lot of money. Really, the hope is they do back him strong and be like, I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck it, give give him the money because this is a guy who can work with that, work on something, like actually build a good side. But anyways, um, thanks again, Charlie, for coming over and doing this podcast. Um, And for the fans out there, whoever our regular listeners are, thank you for the continued support. Um, Keep following us on our Twitter handle, which is Left Back on the B2. Facebook, which is uh, Left Back on the Bench Bench Podcast. And for me and Charlie, see you later. Goodbye.